Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of ischemic colitis found under the gastrointestinal section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 69-year-old female presents to the emergency room for bright red blood per rectum for the past two hours. She noticed some blood in her stool shortly after experiencing some abdominal pain. The pain is reported as dull, achy, 5 out of 10, and concentrated at the left lower quadrant. Her past medical history is significant for hypertension and a past myocardial infarction. Let's continue with an introduction to ischemic colitis. Clinically, it is defined as a medical condition characterized by inadequate blood supply to the large intestine, leading to inflammation and injury of the colon. With regards to epidemiology, remember that it is more common in the elderly population and it is the most common form of bowel ischemia. Risk factors include aortoiliac surgery or instrumentation, myocardial infarction, hemodialysis, and hypercoagulable states such as hereditary thrombophilia. In terms of the pathogenesis, remember that ischemic colitis is the result of blood flow reduction to the colon and is particularly prominent at the watershed areas of the colon where collateral blood flow is limited. This includes the splenic flexure and the rectosigmoid junction, and these are particularly at risk for ischemia. Non-occlusive colonic ischemia accounts for the mass majority of cases, around 95% of them, and it is typically due to transient hypoperfusion. Specific examples include shock or systemic hypotension. Occlusive colonic ischemia can be embolic, either spontaneous or iatrogenic, or thrombotic, secondary to atherosclerotic disease. And mesenteric vein thrombosis is an extremely rare cause and usually involves the small intestine. Moving on to the presentation. Symptoms may include mild cramping abdominal pain, commonly involving the left side, and it is less severe compared to mesenteric ischemia. There may also be hematochesia, which usually follows after the abdominal pain. There may also be diarrhea and vomiting. On exam, one may note fever, abdominal tenderness, and weight loss. In terms of further imaging, abdominal radiography is usually normal, but it may be useful in excluding other causes of abdominal pain. It may also identify complications of mesenteric ischemia, such as necrosis. Computed tomography and geography without oral contrast is the best initial test. This may demonstrate bowel wall thickening in a segmental pattern, which is also referred to as thumbprinting, as well as bowel dilation, mesenteric stranding, or intestinal pneumatosis. Endoscopic evaluation can be done via colonoscopy or flexible sigmoidoscopy. This allows for biopsy of suspicious areas, and positive findings include edematous, friable mucosa, erythema, and interspersed pale areas. In terms of the diagnostic approach, remember that diagnosis is often based on clinical presentation and confirmed via endoscopy. Other laboratory studies may demonstrate a leukocytosis, elevated lactate, and metabolic acidosis. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about mesenteric ischemia, with differentiating factors being that it commonly presents with severe abdominal pain and does not accompany hematochesia. Also think about colonic malignancy, with differentiating factors being that it will appear differently on endoscopy and abdominal CT. In terms of treatment, remember that the management approach is dependent on its etiology, severity, and the clinical setting. For mild colonic ischemia, one option is supportive care. This includes bowel rest and observation, a nasogastric tube if ileus is present, and monitoring for persistent fever, leukocytosis, peritonitis, or other signs of clinical deterioration. Remember that most patients will recover within days if they have mild colonic ischemia.
For moderate colonic ischemia, treatment options include antibiotics and antithrombotic therapy. This is indicated for patients with mesenteric venous thrombosis or thromboembolism. For severe colonic ischemia, which would include signs of peritonitis, pneumatosis on imaging, or gangrene on colonoscopy, then options include exploratory laparotomy. This is indicated in patients with signs of bowel ischemia, and remember that necrotic bowel should be resected if it is present. And lastly, complications related to ischemic colitis include bowel necrosis, perforation, sepsis, stricture or obstruction, and death. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to ischemic colitis, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 67-year-old man presents to the emergency department with abdominal pain and diarrhea. He has noticed that it has been going on for the past month and it has been gradually worsening. He has both abdominal pain and very dark diarrhea after eating large meals. Prior to presentation, he had an episode of these symptoms. The patient has a history of coronary artery disease and peripheral vascular disease. He also is being treated for his diabetes and is poorly compliant with medications. His temperature is 98.7 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.0 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 158 over 93. Pulse is 91 beats per minute and respirations are 13 breaths per minute. Physical exam reveals an obese, non-tender abdomen with no rebound or guarding. The patient has smooth, hairless lower extremities. He currently states he is pain-free. Which of the following is the most appropriate diagnostic test for this patient? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Abdominal radiograph Choice 2. CT of the abdomen and pelvis without contrast Choice 3. CT angiogram of the abdomen and pelvis Choice 4. Exploratory laparoscopy Or Choice 5. Ultrasound The best answer to this question is Choice 3. CT angiogram of the abdomen and pelvis. This elderly patient is presenting with abdominal pain and diarrhea with symptoms worsened after meals. In the setting of his known vascular disease, as evidenced by his peripheral vascular disease and coronary artery disease, and his non-tender abdomen, the most likely diagnosis is ischemic colitis, which can be best characterized with a CT angiogram of the abdomen and pelvis. Ischemic colitis is common in vasculopaths, that is, patients with histories including dyslipidemia, peripheral vascular disease, and coronary artery disease, and it occurs secondary to atherosclerosis and narrowing of the blood supply to the colon. At rest, the patient will not experience pain as there is sufficient blood supply for the colon in this dormant, non-active state. However, when the patient eats and increased blood flow is needed, the vessels cannot dilate adequately, causing ischemia, abdominal pain, and diarrhea, which may be described as dark or bloody from sloughed-off cells from the colon. The patient's abdomen will be non-tender in this condition, helping to differentiate it from other diagnoses. The diagnosis can be supported with the CT angiogram of the abdomen, which shows narrowing of the vessels and may also show thickening of the bowel wall with edema and stranding. The mainstay of therapy is medical management including exercise, weight loss, smoking cessation, statins, and aspirin. Severe or refractory cases may require surgical intervention. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. An abdominal radiograph would be appropriate if there was an acute concern for perforation, such as sudden pain, rebound tenderness, rigidity, or guarding. 
However, it plays little to any role in the workup of mesenteric ischemia or ischemic colitis and lacks sufficient sensitivity for most intra-abdominal diagnoses. Choice 2. CT of the abdomen and pelvis without contrast would be appropriate to assess for intra-abdominal pathology in a patient who cannot tolerate IV contrast, such as a patient with kidney failure or a patient with anaphylaxis as a side effect of contrast administration. Generally, contrast is preferred for imaging for infectious, vascular, or traumatic injuries. Choice 4. Exploratory laparoscopy would be appropriate for diagnosis in patients whose imaging is negative, usually a CT, but are at high risk for intra-abdominal or thoracic pathology. For example, a negative CT of the chest, abdomen, and pelvis with ongoing abdominal and chest pain may warrant surgical exploration to evaluate for a diaphragmatic injury with hernia of bowel. CT notoriously misses the diagnosis. Thus, surgical exploration is indicated. Choice 5. Ultrasound may be used to evaluate for appendicitis in pediatric and pregnant patients as the goal is to reduce radiation exposure in these patient populations. It would not be a useful imaging modality for mesenteric ischemia or ischemic colitis as it does not image the blood vessels. Finally, a bullet summary. The most appropriate imaging study in a stable patient with suspected ischemic colitis is a CT angiogram of the abdomen and pelvis. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 75-year-old man presents to the emergency department with abdominal pain that has been gradually worsening over the past month. He has severe pain whenever he eats and usually has diarrhea right after eating, often bloody. As a result, he has been eating less secondary to the pain and has lost 10 pounds this month. The patient has a past medical history of diabetes, hypertension, and a 30-pack year smoking history. His temperature is 97.5 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.4 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 142 over 92. Pulse is 88 beats per minute. Respirations are 12 breaths per minute and oxygen saturation is 99% on room air. The patient is currently pain-free. Physical exam reveals a non-tender abdomen, clear breath sounds, and normal heart sounds. He is given a sandwich and juice, which causes him to experience severe abdominal pain and one episode of bloody diarrhea. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are, choice one, infectious diarrhea. Choice two, ischemic colitis. Choice three, mesenteric ischemia. Choice 4. Pancreatitis. Or choice 5. Peptic ulcer disease. The best answer to this question is choice 2. Ischemic colitis. This elderly patient with vascular risk factors such as smoking and diabetes is presenting with severe abdominal pain and bloody diarrhea that is worsened by eating and relieved with bowel rust in a predictable pattern. This is concerning for a diagnosis of ischemic colitis. Ischemic colitis occurs when there is insufficient blood flow to the colon. It is common in patients with vascular risk factors such as hypertension, diabetes, smoking, and atherosclerosis. The pathophysiology is related to a narrowing of the vessels that supply the colon. When the patient eats, the blood supply is not able to match the metabolic demand of the colon. This causes severe abdominal pain and bloody diarrhea that is usually exacerbated by eating and relieved with bowel rest. The diagnosis can be confirmed with CT angiography, and treatment generally involves statins and modification of risk factors such as smoking cessation, dietary changes, and exercise. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Infectious diarrhea presents with a fever, abdominal pain, and bloody or purulent diarrhea. It does not require treatment. 
However, critically ill patients, the elderly, and the immunocompromised can be treated with ciprofloxacin. Choice 3. Mesenteric ischemia presents with constant, sudden onset, and severe abdominal pain that is out of proportion to exam, implying that the patient is in severe pain but rather non-tender. It is common when a plaque ruptures or an embolism, usually from atrial fibrillation, obstructs the blood flow to the colon. This is a surgical emergency and requires resection of the ischemic colon. Choice 4. Pancreatitis occurs secondary to alcohol or gallstones and presents with epigastric pain that radiates to the back with an elevated lipase. Steatorrhea and hypotension or tachycardia are possible presentations. However, symptoms that occur only with eating and resolve with bowel rest in a predictable pattern are concerning for ischemic colitis. Choice 5. Peptic ulcer disease presents with gnawing epigastric pain that is worsened by eating and is common in alcoholics or patients who use NSAIDs. Treatment involves avoiding NSAIDs, proton pump inhibitors, and treating a helicobacter pylori infection if present. Finally, a bullet summary. Ischemic colitis occurs when there is a narrowed blood supply to the colon and presents with abdominal pain and bloody diarrhea that occurs when eating and is relieved with bowel rest. That's all for this review about ischemic colitis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.